The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Amen. Another time, another day. God is still blessing me, and he's blessing you. You know, I thought about what the psalmist David said in the Psalms. David said, I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you know, I thought about those words when I was thinking about here we are four and a half months later and we're still in the thick of this pandemic. But you know what? Like David said, you got to hold on. Hold on to your faith. Continue to believe. And we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hold on, beloved. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give in. But hold on. And we'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So what am I saying? I'm saying to you, we need to stay on the path. That's right. We need to stay on the path of righteousness, the path of faith. And we need to stay on that path that leads to perfection. And that's what I want to talk to you about again today. And today I want to share with you the third part of my series of messages, a message entitled, a series entitled, The Path of Perfection. And next week I hope to wrap this up, and I'll talk about Lord willing unless the Lord changes it. I think I'm going to call that message that love shows the way. But before I talk about how love shows the way, I thought it was fitting that I would spend some time talking about excellence. Excellence. And you know what, beloved? Excellence is not perfection. But excellence help, keeps us on the path of perfection. Our foundation scripture is Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 48 where Jesus taught the multitudes and he said these words, be ye perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. Be ye perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. What is the Lord saying? Well, he was saying, be perfect, be fully developed, be complete, be entire. Live your life in a way where you're lacking nothing. You're wanting nothing. Be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Why do you suppose the Lord would say those words? Well, the will of God in heaven is the will of God on earth. The will of God here on earth is the same will that's in heaven. And Jesus taught us that in the disciples' prayer, 
in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, where he taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So the will of God here on earth has to be the will of God which is in heaven. And not only God is a perfect God, God is an excellent God. Hear me, beloved. God is an excellent God. And because God is an excellent God, the people of God should also strive for a spirit of excellence. We ought to strive for a spirit of excellence while we're here on the earth. While we're here on the path of perfection. Now, once again, beloved, excellence is not perfection. Let me say it again. Excellence is not perfection, but excellence keeps us on the path of perfection. Can you say amen? Now, the, the most common mistake when you start talking about excellence or you start talking about perfection, people have a tendency to conflate excellence with perfection. But they're not the same. You can have one without the other. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, the apostle Paul said to the Corinthian Christians, he says, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Now, in that verse, Paul addressed two issues concerning the glory of God. He said, number one, whatever you do, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink. Now, obviously, the Corinthians had many questions about was it right to eat this? Was it right to eat the other? Was it right to drink this? Was it right to drink the other? And we have questions like that as well. When it comes to excellence, beloved, there must be a level of excellence in the way we live. There must be an, a level of excellence in the way we think. When we face our, our, trust in our, trial, our, tr our tests in our trials, we ought to face them with excellence. So Paul said, whether therefore you eat or drink, whatever your question is, let your answer to that question be, it's going to be to the glory of God. Then the second issue in that verse was, Paul says, beyond what you eat and drink, but whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you think, whatever you, you do, whatever decision you make, whatever you attempt to do, he says, do it to the glory of God. And that's where the excellence comes in. But we conflate and we confuse excellence with perfection. Have you ever been accused of being a perfectionist? I know many people haven't, but I've been accused of being a perfectionist. Nothing is farther from the truth. Beloved, having a spirit of excellence is not perfection. I recall many years ago, the church I pastored in Ohio, we purchased a shopping center. And we decided to situate our church 
our sanctuary, our children's church, our offices, our classrooms. We decided to situate the church in a former A&P grocery store building, 14,000 square feet. And we went in with a, with a little, with little no money, and we knew we had to remodel that church to the glory of God, but we had to do it with sweat equity. And some of you know about that one. Huh? And I can recall during the remodeling process, building the walls, framing the walls, laying the drywall, painting the drywall, finishing the drywall, then painting the drywall, even running the wires for the electric, and even doing some light plumbing, even doing the flooring, and the brothers would come over from the church to help out. And I would notice that many of them didn't take good care. They didn't exercise good care in what they did in the name of the Lord. It's like they were, they were there, but they didn't have any sense, any sense of pride, how they would do work unto the glory of God. And as a result, building materials was wasted, which means money was wasted. And many times things were done that had to be tore out and done all over again because somebody lacked a spirit of excellence. But what do you do when you have volunteers? Sometimes you have to suffer with these things. But I, as a pastor, trying to use all my tact, all my diplomacy, trying to use all the techniques I've learned, even the sandwich technique, and I would say, no, 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 we, we can't do it this way. We, we, we need to redo this. Oh, pastor, you, you're just a perfectionist. You're just hard to please. Not so, beloved. We're doing this to the glory of God. We're doing this not for us, but we're doing it for God. And if we're doing it for God, we must do it with excellence. Excellence. So don't confuse my excellence, my spirit of excellence, with being a perfectionist. A perfectionist I'm far from. But when it comes to the house of the Lord, we ought to have a spirit of excellence. And the reason we don't have a spirit of excellence when it comes to the house of the Lord, because we don't have a spirit of excellence when it comes to ourselves. We live ship shoddy lives. We live any kind of way we want to live, and we still call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves believer. But there has to be excellence first and foremost, beginning with the way we think, beginning with the way we speak, beginning with the things we do. There has to be excellence. There has to be excellence. So don't confuse or conflate excellence with perfection. We want to do things to the glory of God. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, whatever we do, and that covers the entire waterfront. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. You know, as I'm looking through the scriptures preparing this message, I began with Noah. Noah, in Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Listen to this, beloved. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. But the Bible doesn't say that Noah was excellent. Neither does it say Noah had an excellent spirit. Noah may have been a just man, Noah may have been perfect in his generations. Noah may have walked with God. But Noah fell short of excellence. 
When you get to Genesis chapter 9 after the flood, you see the Bible says there beginning around verse 20, that Noah began to be a husbandman. In other words, he began to be a farmer. And he planted a vineyard. And Noah drank up the wine and he got drunk. And he didn't just get drunk. He got drunk and he was uncovered in his tent. What is the word saying there? Noah got drunk and naked. It's one thing to drink. Another thing to get drunk. But it's even worse when you get drunk. So drunk, you take your clothes off. How many hear what I'm saying? This was Noah. He got drunk and naked, but yet he was a just man. Perfect in his generations. He walked with God, but Noah did not have excellence. He didn't have a spirit of excellence with the way he made some decisions. And just because you're a husband man, just because it's your vineyard, doesn't mean it's right before God. Doesn't mean it's an excellent thing to get drunk, drink up the wine, get drunk, and to get naked. Then I went on and I looked at Job. Job, in Job chapter 1, the Bible says Job was a perfect and upright man who feared God and he shunned all evil. But yet the Bible does not say Job was an excellent man. The Bible doesn't say that Job had a spirit of excellence. I'm talking about being on the path of perfection. And we need excellence to keep us on the path. Job was on the path. But Job wasn't excellent. Job was riddled with fear. Job was a worry wart. If you look at Job chapter 1 very carefully... When Satan came against Job, Satan destroyed Job's health. He destroyed Job's wealth. Then he destroyed his family. Job had seven sons and three daughters. Seven sons and three daughters. But the Bible says there in chapter 1 that Job would rise up early every morning and he would offer burnt sacrifices unto the Lord because Job said within himself, Perhaps my sons have sinned. Perhaps my son, sons have cursed God in their hearts. So Job was a parent who worried about his children. He worried about the salvation of his children. So he always offered a burnt sacrifices as a backup. In case his kids had sinned. In case his kids had cursed God in their hearts. Then after the enemy came against Job to destroy his family. Then when you get to Job chapter, 20, chapter 3, look at verse 25. Job said these words to himself. The thing that I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I dread, that which I was afraid of, is coming to me. Now that's another message. You have what you say and what you believe you will attract. Job lived in the fear that something bad would happen to his children. And something did bad happen to his children. This perfect and upright man, he lacked excellence when it came to walking in faith. Yet he was a great man. So this is not to take anything from Noah, not to take anything from Job. But the point I'm making, 
You ought not to conflate excellence with perfection and perfection with excellence. But on the other hand, look at Daniel. Glory to God. Even when you look at Daniel, the Bible says there in Daniel chapter 6, that Daniel was preferred above all the presidents and all the princes because in him was found an excellent spirit. Hear me, church. In Daniel was found an excellent spirit so that the king thought to set him over the whole realm, over the whole kingdom of Babylon. This is how excellent Daniel was. Why was Daniel excellent? He was excellent because in the way he lived. He was excellent because in the way he approached his work in the kingdom of Babylon. He had an excellent spirit. But the Bible doesn't say that Daniel had perfection. Look at that. Look at that. Here Noah and Job, they had perfection but not excellence. But here Daniel had excellence but not perfection. So we can't afford to continue to conflate the two because oftentimes we do that just an excuse. When we accuse somebody of being a perfectionist, we're really accusing ourselves of not being excellent enough. We need to be excellent and stop pointing our finger to other folk who, try, who is excellent and we want to call it perfection. Not so, beloved. They, uh, perhaps they realize that their excellence will keep them on the path of perfection. And one thing about the path of perfection, you've got to stay on this path, but sometimes you never get there. You never get there, but you're so much better off to remain on the path and keep striving for perfection. Glory to God. Glory to God. What is, what is a spirit of excellence? What is the spirit of excellence? You know, that's lacking in the church. That is so lacking in the church. It never ceases to amaze me how believers are so half-hearted when it comes to the things of God. So half-hearted when it comes to the things in the house of God. So half-hearted in how you live your own life. So half-hearted. It never ceases to amaze me. I believe if you're going to be a believer, a Christian, be the best Christian you can be. When we were sinners, we were good at it. We were excellent sinners. And some maybe, maybe there's a few that was like me. I was a religious sinner. I was a religious sinner, which is even worse in some cases. But if you're going to be a sinner, be a good sinner. If you're going to be a believer, be an excellent believer. Be excellent when you stand and resist the devil. Be excellent when you face your tests and your trials. Be excellent when you walk by faith. Be excellent when you serve in the house of the Lord. Be excellent. Be excellent. What is the spirit of excellence? What is the spirit of excellence? Colossians chapter 3 tells us, and whatever you do, do it heartily, heartily. In other words, do it with all your heart. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. See, that's the problem in this church. Too many people are motivated by eye service. I'll do this. I'll volunteer to do the other. I'll give this, that, or the other because I want people to see me in a certain way. I want people to see me in a certain light. You have your reward. But that's not an excellent, that's not a spirit of excellence. 
Whatever you do, Paul says to the Colossians, do it heartily. Do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. That's Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. So what is the spirit of excellence? I just don't see excellence in the church. I believe if you're a musician, you should strive to be an excellent musician. If you're an usher or a hostess, strive to be an excellent usher, an excellent hostess. If you're in the dance ministry, strive to be the best worship dancer you can be. Whatever you do, you want a spirit of excellence because we're doing everything to the glory of God. We're doing everything as unto the Lord, not unto men. You see, man has no reward to give you. You're on the path of perfection. And what man can do, if they're going to do anything, is get on the path with you. Go in the same direction with you. Glory to God. But what is a spirit of excellence? Spirit of excellence is living in a state of excellence. That's right. A spirit of excellence is living in a state of excellence and valuable quality. What am I saying? When you have a spirit of excellence, you live that spirit out. In other words, you want your thoughts to be excellence. You want your deeds to be excellence. You want your service to be excellence. And you want to bring valuable quality to whatever you do or say. You bring valuable quality to whatever you do because you want to be excellent for yourself but you also want to be excellent for others. You want to bring value to yourself. You want to bring value to others. So what's the point? A volunteer at the church to help out a work project, but you're not going to take extraordinary care in how you do the work. You're just going to be slipshod, just throw some things together. I even had a situation where people had no excellence in the church, they didn't care. They want to stand around talking fellowship. We're trying to build a church. We're trying to remodel a 14,000 square foot edifice to be a church unto the glory of God. Yet the brothers want to just stand around and fellowship. Then there's some that come, they'll help out, and they'll walk off from the church with the church purchase tools. The same tools you're going to need when they don't show up. How many hear what I'm saying? Some of them only show up sometime. But very few, and thank God I had a few like that, they would show up every time. They would work an eight-hour shift on a job, and then they would come work four, five hours for the church after they get off of work. And we got that thing done, beloved, not because of the spirit of excellence of the many, but because of the spirit of excellence of the few. And when you walked into that church, oh, God, you would never believe that it was all done with volunteer help. You would never believe. Glory to God. And I'll never forget when we did sell the shopping center, including the church. We sold it to a very popular grocery store change, Aldi. Yeah, Aldi bought our property. And they gave us a good price for it. Because they saw what we had done to the glory of God. They saw the excellence. And we were rewarded accordingly for it. But what is excellence? Again, it's living in a state of excellence and valuable quality. 
when I stand before you today, my fear is that I would fail God and not bring the value that the Holy Spirit has given me to bring you. When I stand before you, I'm harder on myself than anybody ever could be. And sometimes after I take my seat, I beat myself up that I should have brought out this, I should have brought out that, should have said the other. But it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. And we must be led by the spirit. That is the highest level of excellence when you're being obedient to the spirit of God. But what is excellence? It's living in that state of excellence. It's how you live day in and day out. And when you live with excellence day out, you're going to bring valuable quality to the decisions you make, to the things you do. You're going to bring valuable quality to yourself and to others. Don't just be doing something to be doing something. Make sure that thing you're doing brings value to you and it's going to be value and a blessing to somebody else. Can you say amen? You see, Colossians clearly tells us it clearly tells us that excellence is measured by the heart. Stay with me now, because some folk, when you start talking about excellence, they immediately count themselves out. Because they say, well, I just don't have the experience. I just don't know as much as you. I haven't gone to school like you or whatever. People count themselves out when you start talking about excellence. But according to Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, Paul says, whatever you do, do it heartily. Excellence is measured by the heart. It's measured by one's heart and not by the abundance of your skill level. Let me say it again. You may be better at doing something than me. But I'm not going to let you be more excellent at doing whatever you do because I'm going to do it from the heart. We measure excellence from the heart. So even if you can't do as much as somebody else, you don't know as much as somebody else, then do what you can do, but do it with all your heart. Give what you know, but give it with all your heart, and that makes it excellent. That sets you on the path, and it keeps you on the path of perfection. Glory. So a spirit of excellence is always about doing. You can't have a spirit of excellence and not do anything. You're one of those believers, all you do is sit in the pew or you sit in the seats at the, at the church. You just come and go, but you don't really get involved. You don't really participate. How can you have a spirit of excellence? Because the spirit of excellence is always about man's doing. That's what it's always about. It's about what you do. Daniel had a spirit of excellence because of what he done. It was found in him an excellent spirit because of how he served. So how can you have a spirit of excellence if you're not doing the right thing? Not doing the right thing with your life. Not doing the right thing when you face your tests and trials. Not doing the right thing in the service of God and his church. How could you have a spirit of excellence? Because the spirit of excellence is always about man's doing. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26 says, The righteous are more excellent than their neighbor. Did you hear that, beloved? The righteous are more excellent than their neighbor. Are you more excellent than your neighbor, beloved? Are you more excellent than your neighbor? Are you... 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.